it's loading. Not even stoned yet. Diamonds. Hey, hey, everyone. You're tuned into Cannabis and Chardonnay. We're a little late, but for a great reason because we got our ish together. So it's your girl, Sin. Who are you? Me? I don't know sometimes, <laughs> but today, I don't even know still. Nah, I'm stylist. Uh, you I'm know, stylist. I'm just that guy. I just found that know. guy over there. <laughs> and of course, we have our boy, Creative Bully in the building. Blah, 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 blah. Big ups. We finally got that beautiful face shining, shining. I see you losing weight too. I see you getting oh, off skinny oh, and things. Oh, okay. Okay. The purdy. <laughs> shining <laughs> like a diamond. <laughs> Y'all know how you know how your girl be. So there's this little cool button here too that says to show view stream on Facebook. So then that way we're able to see everyone and engage with everyone and answer your questions because we love it when you do that. I see you looking pretty creative. So you're tuned in tonight. We're talking about a very, very serious topic. But before we do, we kind of have to check in. So Stylus, how can the people find you? Well, you can find me at twostylist.com, T-O-S-T-Y-L-I-S.com. The new album Gamma is out. We just did a listening party this past Saturday, which was a success. Yes. For those who were unable to attend, you know, it's There'll on be Facebook. We have some more coming because, you know, I'm always doing music and I'm always staying creative, but I'm not a bully like that one. What's creative? <laughs> What's happening, man? <laughs> People get in touch with you, darling. Hey, what up? What up? Hit me up at thecreativebully.com. Um, everything's good. You can find everything I do there, and everything is good. I'm alive. Let's go. Let's oh, go. Man. So uh, I was inspired for tonight's episode for quite I've been inspired by this for quite some time now, but I guess I'm just now really i don't know dealing with it because i've been having some ill personal circumstances where people forget <laughs> that i'm black you know what i mean like they forget that i'm black because when i have the hair extensions on or the wigs on and the makeup's on and she is here and ready they don't factor in race as much as they would probably if i was a little bit more visibly why why do you think? Because this world is conditioned. It's conditioned. That's uh, uh, oh. In recent uh, episodes, we discuss conditioning mm -hmm. uh, uh, using the thesaurus in a sense of uh, um, brainwash. <laughs> the so words of creative. <laughs> you guys know, know me, so you know I was inspired by, of course. YouTube, trolling on YouTube, just reading and looking up and certain things just kept coming. But I had a personal uh, circumstance where someone, a client of mine, asked me if they could have a conversation with me about a project that we were doing and we were trying to decide on who our host should be, you know, what our demographic should be. And the conversation kind of veered left for me when the person decided that someone that they would consider, they would consider this person because of their submissive 
disposition. They weren't aggressive about issues like race and politics and things like that. They didn't have a strong opinion about it or they didn't communicate it, communicate it in a way that was like offensive or would make people feel like, uh oh, you know what I mean? So it made me feel some kind of way sitting there and having this conversation and I'm like, well, if you're gonna have issues about things like race and politics, it's not gonna be a pretty conversation. It's not gonna be a kumbaya and people do feel quite strongly about it. And it kind of did stick with me for a few days. And I was like, well, why is this sticking with me? Why is this sticking with me? And then I started, of course, to kind of manifest different footage because I was searching and, and looking and certain things just kept popping up in my feed. And so one of the things I found was, excuse me, please, uh, was, this video that talked about white people getting offended because they felt like they were becoming a minority. Creative, how do you feel about that? Uh, <laughs> I think it's like a defense mechanism. Like they're trying to turn the tables and say, oh, we're being attacked. And it's like, all right, this is how I see it. When you see all these videos of the people calling on people barbecuing and yes. you got people in the in Starbucks saying you don't use that language here. We speak English, America. It's like, yes, we're always we're always saying white people this, white people that. But when you look at what's happening, it's always the white people that won't leave people alone. So we just like we just pointing out what's going on. Exactly. So that's what I was gonna say. Do you feel like racism? is totally a Caucasian thing against any other that's not Caucasian and specifically in America? Because I feel like, I know racism exists everywhere, but I mm -hmm. feel like in America, it's kind of our thing, you know? What was that documentary? Uh, we watched a few. There was a documentary with a, a African-American woman who apparently uh, police uh, had followed her, pulled her over and ended up putting her in an aggressive situation to where Sandra she Bland, she died. Let's talk mm -hmm. about Sandra Bland. But before we get into her, let's talk about why white people so mad. And we have the view. Why y'all so mad? We have the view <laughs> that. Shout out to the view, ABC's the view. I do not own so this footage, but um, Let me show YouTube you does right now. First so up, we're gonna utilize it. We're talking about Here bullying before. But apparently, the latest group who feels bullied are white people. 55% of them say they believe there is discrimination right, against white way, people I in guess. America. But when asked for specific examples, they couldn't quite say what they thought it was. So what do you think white people are worried about in terms of being discriminated against? I'm very confused by I'm not asking you. <laughs> Job's are going out the window. And so it's easy, I guess, for people to blame 
something that they can look at or something like that. The other. But, it, but it's basically being a victim, and victimhood is not helpful. Victimhood only is, I'm blaming somebody else for my problem. But this particular thing has nothing to do with being right. right. When, you walk, one more thing, when you walk into a bank, you will get a loan more easily if you are a white guy. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, the entire Congress, practically 100% of it, is white. They are running the country. Yeah. The corporations are run by white men. Uh, television well, that, is run that, by white guys. That's something I, mean, I want to ask. So you where's the discrimination? Well, I, I'm, the, my question is, do you think if you break it between men and women, that women, white women, would say the same thing. I think they. I. I think white women could tell you how they were discriminated against mm -hmm. as women. Maybe. As women. Yeah, well, okay. yeah. So I'm wondering if, if that if that is if if that changes the equation at all. I think there is one group of people, and we were talking about this in the meeting, mm -hmm. that and it's more socioeconomic than race. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a, a group of people that are uh, many white, unemployed people that I think they're tired of being told they have privilege when they're like, I can't feed my family, I yeah, can't do anything, yeah. which is just mm, the distinction yes. in, in poverty yes. versus people with money. But the other time is I was trying to really dig deep and play that let me walk in the shoes of these statistics. Have I ever been yes. discriminated against? One time I do feel it, and this is not in comparison to slavery or anything vast, but in my own life, one time I, the times I do discover it or when I try to chime in intellectually on like a movement, like let's say uh, Black Lives Matter. And I'm saying in this instance, I think the messaging or the strategy of this is not the right move. If I just disagree on the slightest bit or chime in, people are like, you don't understand, you're white, and they excuse you intellectually. Hmm. Even though I, anyone that's white talking about those things can disclaim, I have never walked in these shoes, but I do have a brain and I wanna, I wanna I'm an ally. I wanna talk well, about you're it. More, you know, you're like, more, uh, disagreed with and, and your opinions yeah. now don't count. It's not quite the same as discrimination. Well, discrimination is just an unjust treatment based on a difference in race, age, sex, in that sense. In that situation I'm describing, I am being discriminated. It's, and I'm not saying that yeah. I, I feel the pain every day. Of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I, I find it frustrating when I'm trying say? to join a conversation as an ally, yeah. and I can't critique anything because I'm white. But I think Chris, Chris Rock said it best. Even though he's a rich black man, the poorest white man would never trade places with Chris Rock. Because being black in America, yeah. you are the most discriminated group in the in the I'm country. not comparing, just to be clear. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm no, just yeah. I mean, I've never though, been uh, uh, told I can't have an apartment because I'm white, for example, or I can't yeah. live in this neighborhood because I'm white. is more than half, which I, I think is... It's much more than I would have expected. I just want to read this, end on this quote. Tim Mustick of Maryland said, because you're white, you're automatically thrown into that group as being a bigot and a racist, and that somehow you're perceived yourself as being more superior to everybody else, which is ridiculous. This man is quoted on the record I, saying I understand that. that, but now maybe white folks will understand how we feel when people generalize about us. Yeah. So let's deal with that. Let us deal with that, shall we? Deal. Silas, how do What's you feel? I always feel. About what she just said. <laughs> no, I'm all curious. Right, right. How do you feel about what she I loved said? all the opinions. I, I think that all of them came from a standpoint of their conditioning and their environment. Yeah. Um, I'm not choosing sides because I know my path and I know what I've gone through. I've been racially discriminated against. Talk uh, about that. Without Share. even speaking. Share experience. Just this weekend. Mm. We were out in LA. I went to Costco. 
all right? I don't like Costco, but I have a membership because sometimes you need to buy in bulk, all right? So I go there and, How you know, I'm out of state. So we're visiting from out of state to prepare, you know? And I go to receive a new copy of my card and a Caucasian woman is being assisted at a different register. However, whatever happened in between me speaking to a representative of Costco who was gonna aid me in my endeavor, this woman decided or the girl helping her decided to bring her to a register closer to me. Even though it was closer to me, there was a distance. I mean, like another body distance in between. Mm -hmm. So here I am still trying to handle my business and the woman blatantly starts nudging over without saying excuse me and that's not the first time i've dealt with that and it's always from the caucasian side and i'm not saying that all caucasians are bad or have these these ill intentions but i've experienced the good and the bad and this was a bad experience where i'm like why me what did i do i'm minding my own business why you why do you feel like you can't speak to me you can't respect me enough mm -hmm. she did not look in my eyes at all i even went to a counterside l-shaped direction where they make you take the photos and i was looking at her because i was really offended because i was like really as if yeah. i'm not human as if i don't exist I'm darker than you, so you know I exist. <laughs> yeah. You can't help but see me. It's either you want to see you 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 take the the respect and you look at me and acknowledge me, or you disrespect me by acting as if I'm transparent. What is it about my skin that affects you? Mm. I was born like this. This is my my shoes that I'm walking in, and I did not disrespect you but you disrespected me. So where, where do we draw the line? Cause it's like, this happened before many a times when I'm in grocery stores, when I'm uh, applying for, you know, new, new residency. Yeah. Why are why am I feeling like the world is trying to shut me out psychologically? And then I'm seeing TV programs where it's showing how physically people like me are being assaulted and I thank God that I haven't been far in that situation, but it's like, why are we being put in these positions, law enforcement and civil? That's a, it's a human rights issue, but see, I did some research and realized through, you know, natural law and through uh, civil law, within American law and the constitution is that as long as you are in America, you have no human rights. Mm. Unless you go out of the country, then you have human rights and can, and that deals with the United Nation Council. Yeah. So I know that my rights are limited based upon who I am as a human being. And then media is telling me race, 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 race. That's so true. Who's in a race? Where are we going? And why are they really trying to com contest and compete? Yeah. And what is it? Like, they don't want to speak. Are they afraid? No, they're not afraid. Because it's their country right now. Yeah. Creative, have you experienced racism? Um, Of course. But, um, 
I, when I was in the military, when I was going through basic training, I met this dude and he was like, yo, I've never seen like I've never talked to a black person before. And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, man, I see you on TV, like on the news. I see you um, like crime and like that's all they show on the news. And he's like, I see you rap videos and it's like drugs and drinking and guns. He was like, but I've never like met and talked to one. And it was crazy because this dude was like people were bullying him because he was like chubby and he wasn't always on point. And I was the guy that was helping him out. Yeah. So he was, so he was like, man, y'all, y'all are cool. So then what was it like a year ago, year and a half ago? I took this sprinter job where I was driving across country delivering. And I went through so many little towns and I realized how we are nowhere like I've been in so many places where there was no minorities of any kind whatsoever. So I'm like, dang, this dude, I could see what he was saying. Cause I haven't seen anybody in like uh, two weeks. Like that's how crazy it is. How we're nowhere. So when all they see is those images of crime and hip hop and I mean, we out here looking crazy. Do you think that's intentional though? I believe yeah. it is intentional. I agree with you creative. And what you're saying is a different parallel from my story too. Cause like, but it connects, it connects. Mm -hmm. Cause here I am, I'm looking at when do I see uh, melanated people yeah. in America, in mm -hmm. America. Cause outside of America, you have a lot of melanated people. Yep. Okay. And there's a demographic where they're saying that, yes, at this point, I remember having a discussion with my dad in 2007, where we were just talking, you know, fellowshipping and, and within our discernment, we were just in a conversation about how, um, you know, middle class is depleting. Yep. And that in the future, there will be upper class and just lower class. Wow. Poor and rich. No matter what laws they put, because it's still controlled by something, there's still a system. And mm -hmm. artificial intelligence, whether that may be the next result, right now stands what we're actually living and feeling and going through, man. Like, mm -hmm. so when I see melanated people, mostly it's always in California. You know, mm -hmm. that part of the West Coast, mainly, mostly, yes, California. Then down south you know in the south yeah you know texas you know uh and then in the east coast more so towards the upper east coast of like you know new york mm -hmm. all the prime capitals for media control like all the when you really look at the regions it's all capital control yeah Cause, cause that's where we are, and we're put in a a, a glass box, hip hop, mm -hmm. a glass box where people act like we don't exist, hmm. unless it's in a box. And the us, entertainer, the yeah, mostly the entertainers, but the jobs. very yeah, very like seldom. You know, my experience with racism has been interesting it hasn't been overt i can't identify with each of you in that in that regard for your personal experiences but mine has been interesting because both sides of my family are mixed mm -hmm. 
My grandmother, Swedish and Greek, her husband, a black man from Alabama. My mother's father, his family was Cape Verdean and Southern, I believe. They were Creole. And so mixed once again. So I come from what I know to be love of people loving each other so much that they superseded society's thoughts and they were brave enough because my grandparents, think about that, they were dating in like the 40s and the 50s when racism was real. My father would tell me stories about him having to be escorted to school and from school because of, you know, bullying against the school, period. He endured like that battle that all of us mixed people go through where it's like, when you're with your black people, you wanna let them know that you resonate and that you don't feel like you're any better than them. And when you're with white people, you kind of want to let them know that you're not threatened by them, but you also kind of want to be accepted just as a person, not like, oh, you now count to be one of my black friends. Mm -hmm. And I can say all of these racially offensive things around you and you're not going to get offended because you understand that I don't mean anything by that. That's just the way of society nowadays. And that's a scary thing because it reminds me of those Jim Crow days. And it also reminds me of the papers that were written about how to pin black people against one another. And I, I remember this documentary called Dark Girls. Creative, have you seen Dark Girls? Dark Girls. Is it a documentary or a movie? It's a documentary, but it's long and it's long. It's over an hour. Um, no. I have some research to share with you guys as the audience, of course. But like Dark Girls really shows the psychological damage that has been introduced to African-Americans in this country and how the people who set up these systems, how they've, they don't even really have to work hard anymore to let, you know, they don't have to prove that they're racist. People already know for the most part, but what they're trying to do still is pin us against each other with these mindsets. And so this is just a little small clip from Dark Girls. Other insurance companies want courtesy to of YouTube. Well, this is Light Girls. We'll start, I want to really start with Dark Girls first because it sets the sentiments. There was two done. One was Dark Girls, one was Light Girls. So let's go to Dark Girls, courtesy of YouTube, actually. Where the hell is it? I have, I have all my research in one place, people. So please forgive me if I'm just a little bit slightly all over the place because I put- Get it together. I know, hold on. You gotta get it together. I Come found on. it. Let's do this. <laughs> you know what? You nah, know it's what? all good. Here we go, okay? I'm even going to show it to you. How about that? Huh? How about that? I'm going to show you. How about that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, let's go to Dark Girls, you guys. Here we are. I'm going to press play on this bad boy. Very. Uh... Show me the good looking child. Yeah. I don't like to be called black because I'm not black. Skin color amongst the black community is a huge issue. Our sisters are trying to lighten themselves. I took my color after my father, and I used to hate him because of it. I can remember being in the bathtub asking my mom to put bleach in the water so that 
my skin would be lighter. This is not just a U.S. phenomenon. One of the most popular products in the third world is skin whitening cream. Mm. I don't really like dark skin women. They look funny beside me. Some people, when they see a dark skin woman, they just like, there's nothing to her. Do you hear what, the, what they're There's saying, Creator? Black women mm -hmm. try to emulate the beauty ideals of white women. I went to Africa once. I saw me walking all over the place. Except, I mean, black, I'm real black. It made ink look light. It was black. I'm Barack Hussein Obama. We'll defend the Constitution of the United States. There is a black woman who is dark skin in the White House. She's not cleaning. She's not cooking. She's the first lady. Mm. I feel really, really, really good that I've forgiven my parents. Interesting. You're not your hair. You're not your skin. You are the soul that lives with it. That's the right. The fruit gets the sweeter the juice. My mother, she's bragging on me. She said, My daughter is beautiful. And then she adds, Could you imagine if she had any lightness in her skin at all? She'd be gorgeous. That's what we're dealing with, people. That is what we are dealing with. And I have to say it that dramatically because shit is real. You have Black mm -hmm. women who do not appreciate the beautiful melanin. My husband is a melanated man. My mother is a beautiful Black woman, melanated woman. My grandmother was a strong, beautiful Black melanated woman. My other grandmother was a beautiful white Caucasian woman. Well, European. She was from Greece and her mom was Swedish, you know, Greek and Swedish. So it's like beautiful. My grandfather, handsome. My father, handsome, made beautiful children. It's like I see the world a little bit differently, but the older I'm getting, I see how screwed up society has really become. What do you think, creator? Yeah, it's like not only not only fighting against racism, you're also fighting against your own kind because it's it's light skin versus dark skin. Like a lot of people joke about it, but it's true. Like especially in, when you're coming up as a young kid, like it be girls and guys like really be fighting over this. Yeah. Like really hate you just because your skin. Yep. Or and you think you cute because you yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so it's real. Like I remember a few cases back growing up, like people was remember they were slicing faces in New York and stuff because he was light skin and like it's real. Remember what happened to Michael Jackson. Remember what happened to Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, mm -hmm. complete different man. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like these men had pigmentation, like of of solid matter. Yeah. Yeah. They. they forced themselves to a process of de depleting that matter to fit in yeah. just to look like what the representation of America solely existed on. It's called passing. And it used to be mixed people in the early, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s. And even to this date, there's mixed people who have been so fair skinned that they have passed for being a different race. Um, mm -hmm. I was watching this thing on uh, ABC, 
And it was an interview with a woman saying that she found out that she's been, had black, she's a quarter black, she said, 25% black. She found out her mother was half black and her mother never told them. And so she ended up doing her ancestry and reaching out to, you know, other family members on her black side and stuff and saying how important it was for her to know all this stuff. And, but her mother lived her whole life not sharing any of that with even her, her husband or her children or anyone. So it's kind of like, are you that ashamed to be black? They took us from a land. And of course, our people offered us up as well. We took the bait. We came to this new land. We learned the language. We built the land. We raised the kids. We did all that, right? But at the mm -hmm. same time, we have yet to really adjust the fact that they took our spirituality, our culture, and they use it to advance themselves and try to give credit to their culture. Within advancement mm -hmm. comes research. Absolutely. So who? Why is every Egyptian movie that comes out in Hollywood with a white cast? When Hollywood, when the Hollywood has the power to create the image and the perception, like you said, you met a gentleman who did not ever meet a black person and his only perception was what the media had served him mm -hmm. i got a question problem. yes now keep in mind mm -hmm. also keep in mind also mm -hmm. what do we watch on tv uh i'm the, guilty from, wait 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 from the, <laughs> the neutrogenas to the uh uh proactives mm -hmm. to all the skincare products mm -hmm. promoting mostly uh, uh, fair skin, fair skin people and mm -hmm. in maybe introducing one element of a melanated person who might be interested. All they need is one to be interested because many will follow. And look so, at the like, look at the photo shoots like these celebrities do. They so always lighten them up. So <laughs> lighting, always, always. Makeup, Who's so the food? main cast? We used to like have opportunities in the industry. Yeah. Um, I remember I was watching a Marlon Wayne's interview where he was discussing how the budgets got cut. If if one production house, a uh, 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 urban, what they like to categorize as urban, if they create a production house and they want to do a movie, they may get a $1 million budget from a production company yep. that can fund it, finance it. And most of the, you know, fair skinned people type roles in movies are usually like $100 million, $45 million. The Black Panther, I don't, I don't know how much they paid the cast. Paid. I'm unsure of that, but I know that movie was record breaking. Like but the world knows. Black it exploitation oh. exists, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. black exploitation existed, you know. So I'm looking at those things and I'm just like, okay, what's really going on? What are we doing? How can we analyze this situation from the discussion and, and, and understand what we can do? to proceed further. I believe we're in that information age yeah. where now we are gaining those recollections. I call it recollections because like when you get deja vu and things like that, those yeah. are things that actually happen.
and those are sources of visions that I believe you shouldn't like shy away from. You know, we're being called to and information is coming to us and we're moving faster while we're being analyzed through artificial intelligence through a system created by certain people. Mm -hmm. Creative, what was your question? Oh, all right. When we go back to like slavery and stuff and we say like we offered people up, was it really like we was like, yo, we got these people to give you in exchange for this? Or was like you either give us these people or we going to take you too? you have to understand the system of slavery and what it stood for back then. It was more indentured servitude. Right. So they had people who had different debts. Some of those people would become slaves. And then you had pillagers, people who would go to other land and villages and kill people and take like the women and the children sometimes. And so- And there spawned the victim thing. unit. Yeah, so you have to understand thing, that's where know. it all started from essentially. So it's like, you have to factor that in. And then you figure there's people who have been trafficking since before trafficking has been brought to our light because we have the media to highlight it. Mm -hmm. so that so, was just human trafficking back then and it was completely legal because america was a new land undiscovered and the europeans had the means to go out and and, and come upon these and explore these lands that were already established people had a way of life they had gods that they worshipped you know they had their own way of living and existing on the planet and then colonization happened and with that <laughs> whoever wins the war whoever <laughs> wins the war writes history baby so i'm saying like let's say they went over there to get the people and they was like we ain't giving y'all nobody else they would have took it anyway absolutely but that's what i'm saying like there's so much to it that there's really like no one that you can say ah this person did it this is where mm -hmm. they could have you know this is where this could have happened no it was more so like domination, the very simple, basic temptations of men, like power, money, control, wanting to be a God, Cooper, I think he wanted to be a God and rule over people mm -hmm. and having this entitlement. Like right now, white Americans are getting fed, very up. fed up as they realize they're becoming a minority in, and our president well, seems to be stirring entitled, up too Entitled, they're used to entitlement from slavery, even before slavery, well, I how found they treated this video, one another. I found this video on YouTube where this guy Tonight, says he's a neo-Nazi in Philadelphia. And he says that President Trump has, and I quote, emboldened him, okay? He is bold enough to state how he really feels unconsequently, unapologetically. You have people riding around in their company vans, call, following people home, calling them the N-word. And that's not cool. Mm -hmm. But let's adjust this dude who's like, this is my country and President Trump supports it. So let's check this cat out. He's a crazy one. Oh, certain. All right, let me try to give y'all some, some more. Cuteness, cuteness. We're gonna get our visuals up to date net by next week. So thanks for rocking with us, guys. 
Pennsylvania, a small rural town near the New York border, splitting apart by a growing movement filled with hate. The man at the center of it says Trump's election has emboldened him and his followers. It comes as white nationalists prepare to take to the streets this weekend, one year after the deadly Charlottesville rally. Our Sarah Seidner is out front in Ulysses, Pennsylvania. I want to warn you, though, when you watch this piece, some of the language that you will hear is extremely disturbing. In the calm of this rural northern Pennsylvania town, a sign that hate lives here. Are you a neo-Nazi? Do I embrace it? Um, I, I don't try to push it away. Well, you're wearing a swastika on your shirt. Exactly. And you've got swastika flags. Why the flags? Why the shirt? Why these hateful symbols in this town? I don't think they're hateful. I think it's an ideology that has been completely... Uh, misinterpreted since the third right okay now i've got to stop like I, i'm a misinterpreted <laughs> misinterpreted six million no, jews no. were killed you'll never There's sell me on that abs i'm not trying to sell you yeah. it is reality it's history it cannot be denied daniel burnside is a lightning rod of discord in ulysses pennsylvania population 690 with the help of the internet his message has spread far and wide giving his town attention it does not want rural america spoke up when they elected trump rural america and by rural america he means white america we're staring down the barrel of a gun here in white america there's still 193 million white americans yes the vast majority of them are in their 60s and 70s will be in the ground in the next 20 years and therefore we have the possibility of becoming a minority in our own country a possibility it sounds to me of becoming a minority in our like own country. you're afraid of being me and being me this is my country is great this, it, this is also my country you guys didn't win the culture war he invited us on his property to talk but when he doesn't like our conversation he explodes get the out of here now we do just down the street we're met by a dozen residents who say Burnside why do you have to do it at a church come on man town there are manipulation that blame politics for people like him sort of being able to come out and be very loud is that fair our president we've got right now hasn't hasn't helped the situation a whole lot uh, you know he's done a lot of the same beliefs you know at least he won't speak against him okay this guy feeds off that stuff among the crowd, many with grandfathers or fathers who fought the Nazis in World War II. We're good people, um, and, and he's stepping on us. He's yeah. stepping on all of us. You know, we are all one, we're all one tribe. You know, and who does he think he is? Teach I like that. Who does he think we he is? And we are Why, he's a one tribe. Traitor. He's a traitor? What do you mean a traitor? I guess the human race? Possibly, absolutely. But traitor to what if he has if he's very strong about his beliefs and how he feels if treason presents itself you know what amnesty and immunity uh is also another option in those conclusions i mean right now it's the beginning of a new world we're in the new world new world order creative <laughs> Didn't you feel like punching you know? him in his mouth when he said what he said? Because you served the country. You fought mm -hmm. for the rights of people like this to sit here and say, this is our country. But an African-American man served. My grandfather served in the World War II. And I respect the people who lay their life down for this country. I know it's a very real thing. And they may not go into battle per se because the, the organization is so grand that it supersedes just going and fighting, but there are those who stand on the front line. And so I'm like, 
for him to sit here and say, this is his country. And I wonder, sir, have you served? Have you fought? Have you rubbed elbows with people from all over this planet Earth that come to fight for our rights to have swastikas on our fucking yard? What is that? Or are we looking at the wrong picture? Or are we interpreting it the wrong How do you way? feel creative? My question was creative, how do you feel? How did that make you feel hearing that? Like, it's been so, like I've been here on this earth so long, like I don't even care no more, but I'm aware. Yeah. So it don't bother me. So desensitization. Yeah, like if he was like down, if he is outside the window screaming white power, like, I would I just probably record them and put it on Instagram like like it's funny to me. Mirror. Yeah. I it's not funny to me, it's scary because I'm a, a bit of a hypocrite in this regard. Forgive mm-hmm. me. I I use the the N-word a lot frequently, but it's it's a part of my vernacular that, that I've been conscientiously not saying, but I usually say it when I'm expressing frustration about something. And I call every race the N-word, not just the perceived notion. So I started checking myself on that a lot. I am sometimes around people who are rightfully so same half race, whatever. They're part of the culture. And it bothers me when I hear them say certain stuff, specifically Mm. using the N-word. It bothers me. It rubs me the wrong way. And I'm like, dang, I can't even call it out. Because Why do we use the N-word? We use the N-word because it was introduced. It actually is a real word that derives from something quite real. Um, but America has used it in a, detar- uh, def- I'm sorry, in a derogatory, in a def- defamatory way. And so we can't lie. And, and Jay-Z, I don't agree with the statement when he said, oh, well, you know, we're we're redefining the word, we're giving it, we're taking away the power. No, as a wordsmith, a person who writes, I'm very particular about honoring the true definition of a word, okay? These words are spells. They're not just, oh, someone said, I decide to make up a word one day and then I'm gonna get it deemed into society and into history to where it becomes a part of everyday, of someone's everyday speech. No, that's not how it works. Letters are used to create words that have intentions when those letters are put together. Those letters put together have intentions. And then the meanings and things. Symbols, symbols, meanings and things, yes. But those words have intentions. And I say all that to say, when people use certain words, when you're using that word, the intention and your intention behind the meaning of that word is being executed. You can redefine everything you want but it's not going to change the intention of what the word was. That's why it hurts when people hear that word or it hurts when someone says, oh, this is my country implementing narcissism. And it's like, yo, check yourself before you wreck yourself for real. And uh, the community still has the opportunity in the present time, the community, the culture has the opportunity right now as we speak to change the language snoop dogg did it (laughs) change the language by stop saying the ignorant words that have that just change the language it's like saying oh yes or no 
You know what I mean? Like, man, change the language. It does not have to continuously be ni mm-hmm. or ni. <laughs> ni or ni. Yeah, you know what I nah. mean? It could be something else. Like, I heard Trump got a tape, right? Yes. Oh, I, we I'm leaking Rosa. the tape. I'm a Rosa. I actually have. I have. Yeah. I have an article about this because it all started with like that that rally that happened this weekend, right? It was mm-hmm. the um, it was called the Unite the Right. I call it the AKA White Rally in DC. <laughs> but not only that was happening in DC, but Trump allegedly there's a tape out a recording of him saying some derogatory words and that led to Amarosa being fired and her quitting. And she says she has it on tape and it's just messy. I don't trust those kind of stories because I think it's distracting us from things that we should really be paying attention to. You know what I mean? So when I see that clickbait, as I like to call it, I start to think about agendas and what they are distracting us from. Spike Lee just put out a movie based on, um, the gentleman, Ron Stallworth, he was the Colorado dude in the 70s. Him and his Jewish partner posed as KKK yep. and all of that. And it's doing great. And the man is having his publicity rounds and things. But I'm like, why are they putting all of this? Like, what's the real agenda behind racism? Because we all understand what's happening. They're pinning us all against each other because division is the name of the game, right? Yeah. And it's really simple right now. I'm like, I'm actually perplexed at how people have fallen for such simplicity and simple acts. Man. Like for real, the simplicity is so minute. It's so small. I've noticed it's like you have a smartphone that's (laughs) providing more information than you can think of, but you still conduct and operate in a vain way to where the social media takes the main microscope and you lack thereof in actually using the internet, which started all of this. (laughs) Creative, what say you? (laughs) What say you? It's all all based on creativity. I just want to know in what um, context did he say, was he like, these niggas be wilding, <laughs> or, or I lowered the I lowered the uh, unemployment rate for these niggas, and this is how they treat me. Like I want to hear how he said it. You know, there's gonna be if there's a tape, the tape is gonna be produced, and Amrosa, if nothing else, that she's proved over time in her career is that she knows how to get the attention of the people, command and demand the audience, and then give the reveal. So hopefully, it is revealed, and we get to see that because we sure did hear grabbing by the pussy. Yep. We sure did hear that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that could have been a preposterous, a preposterous uh, claim because he said in one article that I read, it was said in shout out to Vox because that's where I read it from. It said that he was like, I never, that word's not even in my vocabulary. But yeah, you're I remember that. It wasn't your great grandfather part of the KKK or something like that? All right. That, no, I'm glad you said that. It's not in my vocabulary. Be careful. <laughs> it's not in my vocabulary. Remember that. Meaning he's changing. Lie. No, wait. He wait, it's lie. in his mind. He didn't say it's not in his mind. He said that it's 
not his vocabulary. Not, meaning he changed his way of speaking. Fair perception. I'm not here to bash the president. That's not my what thing. What if you can but change? <laughs> I just always look at the signs and symbols that the creator gives us in terms of presenting certain information and knowing the times, knowing the times, studying the times and being vigilant on certain things so that you don't get programmed and lost in the stew, okay? Because <laughs> ugh, mm, racism is real people, okay? Racism exists people, but what we have to do to eradicate it is acknowledge it, talk about the uncomfortable things about it. Like you said, why does my blackness make you feel so uncomfortable? Why do my organs, why are my organs the most optimized in the planet? Why do you want to make, why did you feel the need to take away the spirituality of the African people? Remember that quote you showed me? And it was from this dude from like the 18th century. And he was like, the African people are so united from what we've observed. And are not a warring kind. And are not a warring kind. We're but if warring. we can take them away from their history. And their God. And their God. Their spirituality, I said, not their God. Yeah, their their history, their spirituality and their history, we can then control and dominate. So supremacy was an agenda since the 1800s. Mm. We've experienced it for 400 plus years. And now even in this particular millennium, we've experienced it in a magnified way because the media, a lot of people are saying, listen, these things have always existed, but now we have camera phones to capture these moments and share with the world. Black mirror. And I think I was having a conversation with you the other day and you were saying um, how we pay the salaries of these public servants, police officers. We so, do. So do we have the power to hire fire? Why do these people still keep their jobs after they do these It's because people want gadgets they want toys they want to play they're they they're, they love playing there's a time to play and a time to truly add to your happiness rather than forcing yourself in a state of endurance we do not have to feel like yeah. we endure like it's this painful struggle every day of life we actually have the choice yeah. however not all parents are parents. Mm. There yeah. are people having babies. So the babies in the new generations and populations are what the elders have allowed because of the new dangling carrot or shiny thing, the new, the new shiny thing. Hmm. The shiny thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there It's consumerism, be... materialism versus spiritualism. Yeah versus religion what are they trying to distract us from there's a middle why are ground. they trying to make us focus on race and pin us against each other you have Azalea are Banks. you a spiritual being i've had conversations with people who say they have no soul they don't believe in the soul let's I've do i have conversations I, I and i do not right judge now. people like i know that. people right now that say that i'm not saying that that they're my friends but they're my constituents and my contemporaries they're still vessels they're still that's what i'm saying they're my they're my they're, they're my contemporaries for the most part and with that like we live in a world where everybody's not going to agree on everything but i think that 
all of us can agree that the racism is getting out of hand and it needs to be addressed and people need to start, like I said, no, the having energy. those uncomfortable conversations about the agenda the behind energy. the agenda behind the distraction, which is racism. Okay. If mm -hmm. if certain individuals on the planet feel like they're becoming a, a minority to the point where they knew exactly how many million people existed in their particular nationality you know ethnicity that's a problem for them not a problem for me but if you look around and you realize you start seeing oh there's a bigger picture here the bigger picture supersedes our colors right it supersedes where we come from in life because at the end of the day we all want the same things we want to laugh we want to cry when we need to we want to have sex and drink and be merry and, and worship and praise our god and do those things, right? But then you have all these other things that come in and it dilutes it, right? So if everybody wants the same thing, there's a positive unity there, right? There's a positive yeah. unity there. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we nurture it? Because of outside spiritual forces, plain and simple. Principalities. There's an agenda. The outside spiritual forces want to divert us from tuning into ourselves and the needs of others. There's only two commands in this planet, love God and love others. If you love God, you're, you will tune your spirit into loving others and you'll live a beautiful life that way. But if you allow yourself to focus on these little things that are like put in your view so that you can be an instrument of evil, the world will not evolve. And so right now, when I see all these race things and, and the, the message is consistent throughout multiple mediums, film, television, music, politics, when the message is so big across all of those different mediums, I'm thinking about what are they doing behind the scenes and trying to get us to be distracted from? What other freedoms are gonna be taken from us? What other uh, things are they doing to our food that we don't know? Like, what are they doing? Why are we seeing this? Like half the shit I see, I'm like, why am I watching this? How did this get allowed? <laughs> it got allowed when you clicked. Who did it? <laughs> Who did it? Click. Your hand did it. I, there was a movie, it was funny. I don't know why this is in my mind, but it was a movie called, I think, Idle Hands. I was mm. watching it with my brother one night in, I, I just walked in and he was watching it. And I'm like, what is this? And I started watching it. It's this guy who has hands that control him rather than his mind control his hands. And he ended, it was a like a thriller horror movie. And he ended up killing his friends because his hands took control of him. Mm. That's a fucking mind fuck. <laughs> Don't allow yourself to be handled by anyone. That's my last thoughts for the night. And that I'm going to give everybody a chance to say their last thoughts. But my last thoughts are, think about what the real agenda is. It's not just racism. But racism is real. And we do need to address that elephant and we need to clean this shit up and be like, listen, if you don't want to mess with me because my skin color, whatever, then you know what? You need to just go on about your life. But don't try to purposely bring harm to me and don't try to keep me from living my best potential life. No pun intended. So that's how I feel about racism. I say F-U-C-K to racism. I welcome unity and love 
and spiritual oneness. What if we just said racism isn't in our vocabulary? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what, what if we took that hey, simple no. equation <laughs> I like out? I like that. Just whoop, fair, whoop, fair. Just take it out and mm -hmm. and look at everyone and give a a, a love exchange, a fair exchange. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah. Without fear. Fear is in the news. Fear is in, you know, uh, knowing that there's wars going on around the world and people are fleeing to try to survive and the survival of the fittest thing. So I'm like, what if you could change? Like, what if what you really change, change yeah. is a Every, we're changing by the milliseconds. Yeah. If not, yeah. I don't even know how to cut that down know, in, in right? lingo. But we're changing from the blink of an eye to every movement, motion, yes. emotion. Yeah. Fair. You know what I mean? That's all. You know. Any last thoughts, creative? My last thoughts. Take this trip with me. All right. I believe the powers that be are keeping their families pure. All the bloodlines are pure. And in about 20 years, everybody's going to be mixed. So they're not they're going to wait till everybody on Earth is mixed and the pure bloodlines are going to enslave everybody and make us all work for them. That's where all these camps and you see these uh, sites being set up for. That's what it's all going to boil down to. I couldn't agree more. I think that is the agenda. Like I said earlier, rich in the poor. High class, middle class. The divide. Hey, remember, shout out Ed Sheeran. Division. He his whole tour. He had a division symbol on his guitar as he played his music. Mm. So, people, if you're about that racist life, if you about that racist life, go on over there somewhere. But if you are about unity and love, magnify that frequency throughout and your, your life. Change your vocabulary like change your president. Vocabulary. Commit, commit, to, <laughs> commit to growing and evolving, to living in a world where we're all here. This is all our house. Planet Earth is all of our house, okay? And everybody has a different assignment. And it's kind of like, this is some funny, real, true statement. When I, I grew up in a large family. I'm the second oldest of a very large family. And I grew up in the home helping to raise the kids and my parents once we got old enough we had babysitting duties and my father would be like all right do this 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 and this and this and this better be done before i get back <laughs> and he would leave and the first thing that we would do when he leave is we go we would go pop on the tv grab some snacks chill out but you knew to keep an eye on the time because you knew what you had to get done before your parent got home or else there was going to be problems, lots of problems. And so I kind of feel like that's what earth is about. It's like, we're all children of the creator of this planet of the universe. And we all have a part to do before he gets home or else there's going to be problems. And right now we're so distracted and time is running up. There's too much shit happening right now that that's making me be like, dude, I need to get back in my word. I, I'm already in my word every day, but you know, it makes me want to be like, what else am I not doing? I need to get my shit together. 
I already know. I know the people who will be looking like, well, you can stop by smoking cannabis. Not going to happen <laughs> anytime soon. So <laughs> I think that, yeah, people, it's your girl, Sin, www.sheisnewday.com. Subscribe to cannabisandchardonnay.com and support your boy. Stylist. Um, thank you to everyone who's given me some kind of, you know, like support because I appreciate the uh, response in my new album, Gamma. Uh, three years of really tweaking and mixing, like hundreds of mixes and in different variations. My ears still need rest, but I'm still ready for the show. And uh, we're working on some festivals, the music video, you know, so a lot is on the way. You can go to twostylist.com uh, to stream the album, download the album, watch yeah. other content plus more and uh, sign up for the guest list for Cartoon Matrix. Um, I'll be posting more on that soon. Create a bullet, tell the people how they can find you yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all need to find me at thecreativebully.com. Also, <laughs> I need, <laughs> need y'all to uh, stop leaving me off track. Somebody put me on the track. I'm the hottest rapper that don't rap. Oh, and uh, what that track, you know, I produce. Hey. <laughs> And I want to let y'all know when I get on the track, normally my verse gets deleted because I'm killing everybody. Oh, no. And also, you can find me trolling on whitepower.com. And that's all I got. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, you know what to do. Comment ask questions. I'm going to send some links of some cool videos from the research of some of the things that we talked about and then let us know what you think. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about what are you putting into your body? Mind, body, soul, and spirit. And we're going to be specifically talking about food. We have two vegan guests, a vegan couple, and they're going to come on, Maria and Hector, and talk to us about how they have been living a vegan lifestyle for about five years now. She even had twin boys are extremely healthy on a full plant all vegan diet and she's not like one of those protesters who are like animals don't kill them no like no she's kind of like i respect the life of animals and i want to honor them by not using any of their body parts or anything like that you know what i mean i respect people who have to do what they do and they have their life but i found a way of living that works for me and my family and her husband supports it i know this person i'm with this person pretty much every day working together and see how consistent his diet is and how sharp he is i'm like yo i gotta get that my husband has gone on like a vegetarian diet phase as well my health has been going in a phase where i need to get back to a more you know streamlined healthy diet so next week we're going to explore that like what are we putting in our bodies why do we need to eat what do calories even mean um optimize energy so that we can continue to do these things that we love you know so subscribe to us on cannabis and chardonnay.com and support my co-hosts creative bully and stylist and shout out to our rages she was unavailable tonight but we will tune in with her next week so we'll see you guys we love you and we appreciate you
Peace, okay. peace, peace. Peace out. Peace in the Middle East and the West. <laughs>